Hello and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. My name is Zachary Oliver. I don't have a topic for today, but I have two special guests. <laughs> we have the indelible, irreplaceable Ted Loring. <laughs> hey, good evening. Good to be on the Theology Gaming Podcast once again. First time in like 17 years. <laughs> That's a long time. A lot has changed in 17 years yeah. in the world of video games. And we have the, the indelible, irreplaceable Brandon Zamudo. Hi, everybody. Brandon right. Z, we finally meet face Brandon to face. Z. And I was happy that when you first got on, I got a song because that's what I really wanted. Oh, good. <laughs> I was singing some Scorpions. Saying, Here I am, rocking like a hurricane. The winds of change are upon us. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, if I keep singing like that, I'm going to break the winds of change. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they sing kind of high. They have to squeeze yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, things were different back in the '60s when they got, you know, when they were founded. They were founded in 1960. What'd you say? It was? 65. That's 65. unbelievable. Really? I, I, so when was Rocky Like a Hurricane written? I don't know, probably in the uh, that's an '80s songs for sure. That was my my decade. It would have to sure. be fairly recently. They and the winds winds of change was the late '80s because that was sort of the Berlin Wall falling. It was a theme song, kind of related to that. They also got the songs "Blackout." That's a good one in the zoo. In the zoo. That's the zoo. The zoo is a good song. 1984 yeah. was "Rocky Like a Hurricane." Rock you like a hurricane. You know who else did In the Zoo really good? Barney. Wow, he could cover that song. In the Zoo, boys and girls. Yeah, I'm joking. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's, that's past my time now. My son's your age. so. I don't know. I never I thought I'd be Barney up. no more. I, w- I didn't think I'd be looking at Barney today, but I guess I am. <laughs> did you look it up? today. Barney and friends. Yeah, you need uh, to hold on for the ride. Who knows where we'll go today? Because one of us didn't have a plan no, for this podcast. <laughs> where we're going, we don't need plans. That's right. We don't. Right. We Doesn't just say things like, "What game are you playing this week?" Yeah. or something. Like that. Oh, I didn't study for that question. I, I did not know Selena Gomez was on Barney, but now I learned something today. <laughs> well that's good to know there you go that's, that's oh great we just lost half our listeners they just left us thanks for that important information for the theology yeah. gaming oh. podcast if you're selena listening to it barney if you're listening now that special episode of selena gomez and barney is that her name did i say it right yeah. yes uh, it's it already happened so you need to s- yeah. stay on the podcast yeah. season you seven and eight chance. she was on so yeah do not exit your program of choice to listen yeah. to podcasts just to see <laughs> on Barney, whatever yeah. the show is. Actually. What is the show called? Is it just oh, called Barney and Friends? I think it's oh, Barney and Friends. Yeah, and it, Triceratops? Friends? Yes. It was also mm. preceded by Barney and the Backyard Gang. I love me some Barney. Man, we're just (laughs) off to a great start. I really, when my son was young, I did everything I could to try to avoid Barney. So, and had I succeeded because he's kind of annoying. I mean, there are some kids stuff that's 
a little more interesting, a little more, I don't know, something that parents can enjoy too. Barney started in 1988. Yeah. Now, DuckTales, yeah. DuckTales is great. Watch me some DuckTales for sure. You know, a lot of that that Disney afternoon stuff. Barney did have video games too. But honestly, uh, you know, the whole VeggieTales thing was really enjoyable. He enjoyed that stuff, and I liked it too. The They had kind of two levels of humor going on. So that was we, the good Christian one, right? Yeah, yeah. It, no, it's I decent, mean, it's but that wasn't my motivation at the yeah. time. It was just something, something good, yeah. And it was wholesome. So I watched Kinda like a nice a bowl of oatmeal. I think it was because they were always on video, which is why I probably didn't watch them. Yeah, I can understand I that. You, can, you can't really find it on a television yeah. station. Yeah. Now Ren and Stimpy. Now that was some weird stuff. Oh yeah, see, that's that could explain a lot because that's what I watched as a kid. Yeah, that's what I watched too. Ah, <laughs> my, par- my parents, my parents liked a lot slowly. too. I think my parents knew what was going on, so. I was four years old. Yeah, Space Madness. That was great. <laughs> what would be a uh, typical episode of Ren and Stimpy? What would have that have been like? Ren and Stimpy rubber nipple salesman. Oh yes, the rubber nipples. Only f- <laughs> that's for baby bottles. Yeah. Oh, no, no, they're for all-purpose use. Yes, because Stimpy has a dream that every, you know, someday everybody will know the joy of his rubber nipples. Because <laughs> he actually has rubber nipples, the character. Uh, yeah, they have a truck full of them. And... They, uh, yeah, old like people use them for knee pads. Knee warmers. <laughs> yeah, knee warmers, that's it. Uh, well, I clearly managed to steer my clear son of that, I mean, my son clear of that. I got my sentence backwards. <laughs> you you got me all right and stimpied. I don't know what to think. Otherwise, your son would be me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be all right with me. There was also a really terrible Genesis game that was running Stimpy. Oh, which one was that? I never played it. Called, but it, it was terrible. And I remember never enjoying it ever. I had a Game Gear one. I remember that. That was a trend was back it? then. Like They had really well animated video games. Right? Like uh-huh. They look yeah. just like the cartoon, but then they would just be terrible to play. <laughs> right. They looked graphically all right, but uh, not necessarily gameplay. Did anyone ever play the Beavis and Butthead game where you had to get your gore tickets? <laughs> no. Which, which game system was that? I think that was Genesis or Super Nintendo. Uh, I was going to look through my Game Gear cartridges to see if I actually had one of those. Uh, Beavis and Butthead. Uh, let's... They had oh. a movie. It was called Do America. I remember that. I think it was just <laughs> Beavis and Butthead, the video long. game. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just called Beavis and Butthead. And I think the plot of it was you lost your Gwar tickets and you had to find it. Oh, Gwar. <laughs> yeah. Gwar. G-W-A-R. Yeah. Isn't that right? Gwar. Yeah. Yeah. They they would wear those outlandish costumes and stuff. Or did a member of that band die? Uh, two members did. I think... One of the guitar players, and I think the singer died not too long ago. That happens all the time lately. Everybody yeah. keeps dying. I got to see him live once, and that was an interesting What thing. was it like? Uh, lots of props. Right. And what was it like musically, honestly? What was your impression at the time? 80s. It's mm-hmm. like very 80s oriented, because it's pretty much just shock rock. So it's... Right. It's just... It's very 80s when you hear it. Like, the music's not bad. I think they're just more of like... 
their presence and stage show and squirting the crowd with stuff. <laughs> with quote unquote <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yes. I mean, people, I think, would, st- I don't know if they do it anymore, like go in white t shirts and get in the crowd and then, like, it'd get stained with all the stuff that they'd shoot out and then that'd be their, like, shirt from the show. Yeah, their like concert it's, shirt. It's like yeah. 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 Much more, uh, adult. <laughs> adult. Yeah. So you, I, your parents took you when you were four? Yeah. No, no, they did not take me. That was that was afterwards. No, actually, we were actually just talking about this too beforehand. Like, I got to see Metallica when I was nine. My dad took me to see them, and that was actually because I wanted to go see it. How do you know? Like, wouldn't your ears be blown out at that point? Uh, probably not. Like, it was an outdoor concert when we went. Yeah. Because I remember going to like concerts for anything, and I always felt like everything was too loud. Like everybody wanted it too loud. I have bad ears anyways, but that probably plays into why I have bad ears. You know what happens to me now that I'm older? I'm, I'm 49, and I would hear some groups in the 80s, and I didn't like them. I didn't like uh, Guns N' Roses, for example, or ACDC. And now, if I happen to have an 80s station on, you know, they start playing Back in Black. I'm like, oh, that's the coolest song on the planet! You know? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's just a nostalgia, but some of those songs are actually pretty good. I don't know why I didn't like them. I was probably being too devout at the time. I'm starting so fine. devout, Ted. <laughs> I feel weird that I'm getting older, and I'm the, like, we're going to be the old people that listen to all this heavy metal music. <laughs> like, it's when you think of old people, like, growing up, you like, I thought of, like, the oldies music and everything like that. And, like, now old people are going to start listening to, like, Metallica and all that stuff. Like, that's going to be the oldie yeah. generation. I have a friend my age who likes a lot of uh, of punk and metal and stuff like that. And his daughter, as she was growing up, she rebelled against him by turning to country music. She loved country. Uh, <laughs> country I feel bad for him. He's like, what did I do wrong as a father? Country music is the music of rebellion. Don't yeah. let anyone tell you otherwise. Do we need, do we need to openly pray for him right now? <laughs> I think that phase is gone, came and gone. You know. I think everyone goes through a country phase because for some reason, my parents are pretty much rockers and they went through a country phase. And I think it's kind of scarred me and my sister because like (laughs) we can't ever erase those memories. And there's still country music that we like because we went through that two year phase where that's what we listen to. Yeah, we are young and impressionable. I mean, that's why I still like Hootie and the Blowfish. So. Right. It was it was kind of especially popular, I think, in, say, 95 to 2005, where country music really kind of hit mainstream. It's almost like what pop music used to be. How many songs is Hootie and the Blowfish even have? I don't know. They only had, like, two well, albums. Hold my I just hand. got Cracker Review. Yeah. I only want to be with you. That's right. Uh, Running from an angel. Uh, there's Hannah more. Jane. There's at least a couple. Hootie, yeah. Hootie. But then, then Hootie went and turned to country, too. That's right, right. Man. It wasn't that bad. I, I actually listened to that some of that one time. I you forget his name. Darius. Darius. Darius Rucker. Rucker. Yeah. Only want to be with you. Perfect. And Box I play hell. I like to play video games. Oh man, Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> I just that heard well. that. Um, Is that a good or bad did, did they do unwell that song? Yeah. Because you're not crazy. I'm you're just a little not unwell. crazy. I'm just a little wow, unwell. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. And they also want to push us around. Yeah, that's right. And I will. Yeah. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you for granted. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> oh, to be young and impressionable. <laughs> How about, uh, what did I hear recently? Uh, Third Eye Blind, I think. Oh, did you hear Jumper? Yeah, about something about from the ledge, my friend, or whatever. Yes. Da, da, oh, da, da, from the ledge, my friend. Yeah, that actually stuck in my head for a little while. I'm walking around my work saying, I will understand. <laughs> like, Just go up what? Yelling at what are you going to understand? If you commit suicide or try, <laughs> I understand. Just go up yelling at him, telling him to step back from the ledge, my friend. Yeah. Of course, it's not good that I work at a mental health facility, but... Huh. Oops. Oops. No. I- <laughs> so, here's an interesting question. Do you remember listening to any licensed music in a video game that you eventually sought for yourself? I eventually sought. Hmm. So licensed, written by an artist for a game or something like that? Well, not necessarily. Like, let's just say, like PlayStation games in the late 1990s. I remember mm. playing Tony Hawk 2 and kind of listening to a lot of the music from that soundtrack. There was also a uh, Rob Zombie did stuff for Twisted Metal. Yeah, and Gran yeah, Turismo too. Right, like, Dragula was in everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? There was Offspring and Crazy Taxi. Cause I remember that one. Although that's not really one of their good songs. But. No. <laughs> I think I don't know if I ever sought anything out from that, but I know like once Guitar Hero came out and you're forced to play songs that you didn't. Yes. Know, I started like looking into bands that. I didn't know just from like hearing a couple songs. Yes. I actually started buying some of those uh, online, especially because at that time I was an assistant scoutmaster. So if we were driving back from a scouting trip or something like that, I would play a lot of rock band songs during the trip and it you know, made the boys happy. You know, that we had something in common at least. I learned a lot of more modern songs. Of course, at the time they were more modern. Probably now they're, Golden oldies. Yeah. <laughs> now they're old people songs, but they, but they kept that trend up. One song that I heard and I couldn't get out of my head, and I sort of bought it by accident, but it's the song from Silent Hill 2. Something is it, It's like some song for Laura or something like that? or No, no, that's not what it's called. Uh, I got to look it up. Um, but it's a great song, just a real moody instrumental piece and i went to video games live and they played it there and i, I had to buy that cd right then and there oh, wow. so hmm. i brought that home <laughs> and uh, also silent hill at all, or? what despite not playing silent hill very much no just the song was cool now i i have picked it up i haven't played it yet but i've picked it up for a couple different systems yeah too creepy, so. too creepy. yeah those games creepy. is now. it I've never, see, I have I know nothing about it. So, oh, well, um, was it Jonathan Clausen really, really likes yeah. Silent Hill? Everybody uh, says the second one's the best, but yes, again, I, Silent Hill Two hits on some pretty, pretty deep, dark themes too. Very dark. Very dark. Yeah. Like not in a bad way. Like they don't do anything like really bad and over the top. Like oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. But they, they talk about things. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. It's a psychological. <laughs> Horror, kind of. 
Right, and they're guy who has his wife who's dying, so you should expect kind of some weird things. And also the other characters that are in there, yeah, they have some pretty bad backstories. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of a confusing, disorienting experience, <laughs> and I think that's why people like it so much. But for I, me, it's me. just. One of the things about that is those when people think of survival horror and just like how bad and evil you want to say like some of these things can be like how deep that they went was some of the subjects without making it seem just like overly bad like they actually put a lot of thought into everything and when I was reading about Silent Hill 2 like even like the designs of the enemies like there's certain reasons why they did things and why people see things and it's really really in depth and I give them a lot of credit for that it was called um, the theme of Laura. That's the piece that I'm talking about. So <laughs> it's just just an awesome song. Look it up, listen to it, whatever. It's probably on YouTube. Yeah, video game content is really cool. Yeah. Nintendo one, Brandon? Brandon. I've seen Distant Worlds and uh, Zelda Symphony of the Goddess. I oh, that Zelda. would have been neat. Yeah. I went uh, to Worlds like three times. <laughs> Distant World is really good, and I'm not even like a huge Final Fantasy fan, but just knowing like Nobuo and his legacy, like hearing that stuff live just was really awesome. Yeah, it's super yeah, well arranged, which is helpful. Yes. And then the Zelda one, that was a that was different because they have their orchestrations and it's nice hearing stuff like not being MIDI chip tunes. Like yeah. actually hearing the full orchestration. Oh, I would love to hear like the the Hyrule. I guess overland theme from Twilight Princess oh, when he's on the on the fields or whatever riding a horse. Uh, I love that theme. To hear that performed live by real orchestra would be up there on my list of. I might put that on a bucket list or something. I don't know. It's like I was thinking of going to the Zelda one, but I was trying to identify how many themes are actually in Zelda games that I remember. <laughs> well, a lot of their stuff is also think. reused. Well, they, I wouldn't say maybe a lot, but they use, you can catch certain melodies in a lot of their games. Yeah, like uh, Skyward yes. Sword, I literally cannot remember a musical theme from Skyward Sword. You know, the theme for Skyward Swords, I believe, is the overworld theme from Twilight Princess, but backwards. Something like that. I may not have the exact facts there, but it has something in reverse. So... Hmm. It's weird. I mean, now if it was a better game, that'd be great. True enough. Never finished it. I'm right, right at the last to get boss. Good, I should have. Yeah, I'm at the part where there's he's on the the ship on the desert, Ooh. but yet it's water wherever in his little circle or whatever. Does that make that sense? Yeah, it's <laughs> just way too long. What, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Like <laughs> and it drags on, and the fact that there's only like three areas, and like every time you go yeah. back, you get like one new room, and it's, and I guess it's trying it. to be like Metroidvania like, but doesn't yeah. really do it well. Yeah. Find the musical notes sections. Oh, yeah. You got to have the fetch quests. It is just not fun. <laughs> you know, no. I got the. The HD remake of Twilight Princess for the Wii U and I put it in and I played maybe for an hour and I have not picked it back up again I thought I would and it it has not aged very well you don't think so no that's like my the, opinion you mean like the controls 
<coughs> excuse me. Uh, well, the controls are on the, the gamepad, so it's not like the old old one. Um, but just graphically, how how the character models look and stuff just don't look very appealing to me. That's my yeah. humble opinion. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's good, but you can tell. I don't know if it's just because of the transfer over, like. There's a delay, like when you move the camera with the stick and everything. There's like a delay, too. Uh, maybe that's what I was feeling. I it's, don't know. It's not the best port, but I still really yeah. enjoy it because that's one of my favorite Zelda games. So I loved, I loved it at the time. I did. That's why I thought I was going to experience it all over again. <laughs> and instead, I I got right to the part where it starts to get good, where you you're done doing all that junk at the beginning with herding sheep and yeah. picking up baby baskets and all that stuff. Yeah. Look, um, there, there are parts of every Zelda game that irk me to death, and that's one of them. Because it yeah. takes like five... You're just like, come on already! Yeah, come on! I think a Wind Waker aged really well. And I think it's funny that as much yeah. hate as that was getting for, like, when it was God changed the cell shade and everyone, that's still, like, one of the best... Now it's the one everybody likes. Yeah. Yeah. Funny I how that works. Back then. I remember uh, when I got the GameCube, it came with a, a disc that had Ocarina of Time. The Master Quest disc. The ma yeah. That disc is fantastic. And it, and it had a little little demo oh. of Wind Waker. And I remember oh. my son and I playing that, and we were just mesmerized. We couldn't wait for that to come out. Ooh, oh, sweet. Yeah. Yep. Got Zelda 1, Zelda 2, Ocarina yes. of Time, Majora's Mask, and the Wind Waker demo. Yes, that was the one. And then for and, pre And that, that has Waker. value, too, by the way, if yeah. you look that one up online. It's oh, for, uh, does, does one the one with the Master Quest in it? Or the uh, one no, uh, that one. Master Quest is here. You got Master Quest for pre ordering Wind Waker. Yeah. You got right. it for free. I, and I, I didn't get that. I was dumb, and I sold my original copy of the Master Quest like a, a long time ago, and then I wanted to pick it up, and I paid thirty dollars for it. Well, that's still a good price, honestly. Uh, it's not bad considering. Yeah. No, but that was years ago. But I've never gone through it. But being just a Zelda fan is just something I wanted to have. You should and try I, the Master Quest. I hear it's a pretty stiff challenge. Well, I think they put the Master Quest in Ocarina of Time 3DS too. I think after you beat it, you can do the Master Quest in that too. Oh, I think that cool. sounds right. And that has dropped in price now. Yeah, that's a twenty-dollar game now. Yeah, that's so worth twenty bucks. I'm gonna pick that up. The, I think that is one of the best uh, upgrades of an old-school game. Like, yeah, they, they did that fantastic. If they ported that version to home console that would be nice because it looks so good and runs really smooth they did a great yeah. job with that yeah it really was play to not come out on the 3ds <laughs> there you go well plus it made the uh i think they made some changes to the water temple and that made that temple a lot more bearable to get through oh, yeah. on the 3ds version it's never good when you have a dungeon that you can actually stop yourself in the game like you can advance if you mess yeah. up that's never going to be. I don't think the water temple's like terrible. I think it's the iron boots that make it bad. It's like yeah. when you go into the because you have to you know float between levels and stuff. Right. Or rise up, but like you press the stuff. You have to do it just right. Put on the iron boots. Then yeah. Go in, then you hit the bottom. Then you go back to the menu. Then you it's well water. Wasted busy work. Water's never good in games. Like, what's the best water level you've ever played in a game, and how good was it really? <sighs> See that that right there says it all. Um, I would probably say maybe a Zelda game. 
I mean, would be the best bet, but certainly not a Tomb Raider. If you ever played a Tomb Raider where there's water, it's like suffering. I would probably have to say Mario 1 games because there's really nothing much to them. <laughs> it's 2D side-scroller. Yeah, once you start getting into 3D underwater stuff, like yeah. uh, the God of War stuff, I didn't really care for. Yeah. That was... And then and then when they, you know, give it a timer or a limited amount of oxygen, and, you know, you know where you want to go, but instead you're, you're swimming full speed into a corner and not moving, and you're trying to <laughs> unnaturally rotate yourself to get out of there. It's not swimming. It's or like the, being in outer space. Or the Sonic levels where you go from being fast to like going like a really, really slow pace because you're underwater. It's not what the yeah, game's that, about. Yeah. They want to go fast like Ricky Bobby. No. <sighs> well, there was a boss level, I think in Ocarina of Time, where you were, Link was on like nine squares and there was water all around and something was like jumping out of the water and you had to <laughs> do something to it while there it was, was out of the water. There was, what was it? Ocarina of Time, you had the Morpheus thing where it was like the eyeball you had to use the hook shot on, get mm-hmm. it out of the tentacle and you're hopping around. Mm-hmm. I think, was it Skyward's or Twilight Princess, the one where you actually had the battle oh, underwater? There was actually a battle underwater with something. I think you had a tunic on. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm doing Zelda Underwater Boss online here. Mask has one, doesn't it? I have never beat that game. I'm still working through it on the 3DS right now. It's a weird game. I remember it being hard when I was younger, and it's still hard to this day, even though they made it a little bit easier. Like, it's probably the most hardest probably Zelda game, I would think. Just because all you have to keep track of. Yeah, but you can reset yeah, you can time reset. at any time. But you do have to do, the, have to do the, each dungeon, I think, in one shot because everything resets. Either that or there's a couple other things that don't stay. I don't know. I'm still confused by it. All right. In the Lake Bed Temple in Twilight Princess, it was called the Morpheal boss. And I thought that was a pretty good boss fight. The Morpheal? Morpheal, yeah. I think Twilight Princess probably has some of the best boss battles, even though they're easy just for like their scale and their design. I think it's pretty solid. One boss I hate from Ocarina of Time was that I called him Congo Bongo. I know that wasn't exactly oh, his yeah. name, but <laughs> Bongo Bongo, where you on the drum? Bongo Bongo. Yeah, he's hard to move, and you have to use your arrows and shoot the the hands as they're moving yeah. back and forth. And that guy is literally uh, just a hand. <laughs> And maybe they just, uh, <laughs> that's where they got the idea for Donkey Konga. Yeah. <laughs> that might have helped me get past that level if I had had those drums. <laughs> oh, I, I've seen those drums at uh, Goodwills and stuff for cheap. I ought to pick them up one day for yeah. to play some Donkey Konga. Donkey. Yeah, I have a couple sets. Well, maybe not a couple, maybe like three. I was like, how much do you like that game, Zach? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I wanted hey, to I play wanted Donkey Konga. I wanted the true multiplayer experience of Donkey Konga. I haven't touched that game. Though, for some reason, even though I don't like the music, I enjoyed dabbling in a DJ Hero. <laughs> I never played that. For some reason, scratching records and doing all that was just really fun. <laughs> I remember... I think uh, my father-in-law got my son DJ Hero for Christmas one year, and he probably played it for three minutes. So I guess like good. It's good. my son's no DJ. 
I heard they were working on some kind of hybrid crossover of Guitar Hero and and DJ Hero. Dubstep but. Hero? <laughs> I don't know. It comes with its mini uh, mini iMac. <laughs> Give you a mini laptop that you can just plug in. That was my dubstep sound. I don't, I don't know. The great dubsteps. It is. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the soundtracks for DJ Heroes have actually been pretty good. Well, and then, and then, then the hero the thing hero died, died, and then they tried to resurrect it. Boy, was that the most popular thing for a while though my goodness it was everywhere i just haven't I would, had the money for the new guitar hero yet because i want it yeah i would go to a friend's house and he had the i get it might have been rock band but in a, in a 360 and he would play drums or i would play guitar we'd switch around we had a ball man we would huh. play it loud and um his wife was a professional violinist and she would usually be doing a gig or something like that. But then when she would come home, we were still doing it. She would get one of the other guitars and she would like put it on the hardest level and like just be flying through it. You know, like it wasn't even that hard. Like, yeah. how do you do that? You're not human. Hey, I did pretty good on Expert for Guitar Hero up until. Oh, yeah. Well, Guitar Hero 3 anyway. I think the last tier kind of just screwed me over. It was well, the least- way I was going to beat that. Well, at least Guitar Hero had that leeway with the notes where Rock Band, you had to be pretty much perfect. Like, that I don't was, know. I, pre- I preferred Rock Band for some reason. Maybe it was the way the guitar worked. I always liked the leeway of Guitar Hero more. That and I always liked their set list more. Which, that's what it was all about in the day. It was like, which set list do you prefer? Yeah, I never got into the download part of it. And I, I sort of wish I had, because oh. that would have been a lot of fun. I spent a lot of money on downloads. They the full Metallica yeah. Magnetic album. On they did. Hero, so. That's right. Yeah. I did they make it. you go buy it? And it sounded better sounded than the actual than album. album. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they uh, they redid the production for it. I think. That's interesting. But uh, I re- remember going out at midnight to get Guitar Hero Metallica. But, Was that exclusive oh. to a certain vendor? No, that was everywhere because i know like walmart had a special acdc version of uh yep rock band oh it was rock band okay yeah, yeah. that was rock band they had their own like expansion disc that you could get yeah. imported in i don't think you can get any of the guitar, guitar hero guitar stuff, hero stuff or, or any hero any stuff hero in general that came out before the newest one because they pulled it they pulled all off the online stores really really yeah they did yeah. i'm pretty sure Hmm. Unfortunately, uh, it could have been a licensing thing. You know, it could have been on a timer or something like that. That is true because I remember hearing about that. That certain songs they would run out in their licensing, yeah. that they'd have them, they just disappear. You know what a fun music game is? Is that uh, the Disney Fantasia game? I guess it's only on Xbox One or maybe is that the on Next One. Yes, man, my son loved that. He was, you know, twenty-one years old, just. It, the way that you could arrange music on it by choosing certain settings and sounds by the way you you moved your body it was it was it's really well done. I mean, don't uh, don't underestimate that game. And it's not that expensive if I remember. I think I got it on Amazon for about $13, you know, the basic game. So, I don't have an Xbox One. Does the Connect work a lot better now? Um, I use it quite a bit more for voice and stuff. I don't play a lot of 
Connect games. I, I do have a few, but frankly, I like sitting and using a <laughs> controller. Yeah. <laughs> You're the early adopter of the Xbox One, though, so you have. I got I got Day One Edition. I'm using it right now. That's how I'm doing this podcast on I, on the uh, on the I, one with the uh, camera. I think one of the best things is is if you have the mic and you play like I think NBA 2K and FIFA. And for the people that sit there and swear at the game, you get fouls and red cards and stuff like that in the game. If you got the mics <laughs> turned on, you can actually get penalized for swearing. And I think that's hilarious. So there you go, people. Make sure you turn your mics off if you're going to get angry at the game. Yeah, I guess mm. my camera's off right now, but um, I definitely, with the, with the headset and everything, I've found that the uh, Xbox works great with Skype for sure. But no, I haven't really. I'm sure I haven't used it a lot. And you know, uh, Microsoft, even in their very operating system, they withdrew a lot of Connect features. I mean, they really mm-hmm. wanted to force feed the Connect on uh, the Xbox One in the early days. Oh yeah, yeah, on everybody. <laughs> I was like, Connect is the future, and we're like, no. PlayStation moves the future. <laughs> I love it when I can just tell it to record that, and it will do a 30 second little bit of whatever I'm playing. Or I can say, take a screenshot, and it'll take a screenshot. I, I use that all the time. But hmm. really, that's not necessarily the connect. That's the, a microphone. <laughs> I guess it's the connect, but... Um, so, I, I mean, I love it. I love my Xbox One. I'm definitely... <laughs> or with my power glove. That would be How about that? The there you go. I've ever come up with. Hey, people have beat it with Rock Band controllers, so... Yeah. How come you haven't done that, Zachary? Well, because I'm just not Stink hard on hard. ice is I'm why. Just not yeah. Hard really. That's I, I wish you'd. I have a hard time beating it with a controller. <laughs> I've never beat it. I yeah. have a hard time beating it with a controller. But we need easy mode. No, we don't. Nobody needs it. <laughs> That's what they do need. They need a you can't die mode. Or if you die too much, all of a sudden you can put on this little gold suit and, and then you can't get hurt. Nintendo does that a lot. Yeah. 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 No, Dark Souls, if you keep dying, it gets harder. (laughs) Gabe, I'm telling you. I think that was like one of the best things that was the first one, isn't it? Where if you keep dying, your health just keeps going down and down unless you until you get that one ring that stops it. Was that the second one, too? I don't remember that happening. I think Demon Souls or Dark Souls. I know the second one, you you get a ring that stops your Halloween at 80 percent, I think. But. I think if you keep going, it still keeps going down to what half. Yeah, I think the hollowing works really differently in each game. So, like in yeah. the first game, it just makes you look weird and doesn't really. You can't summon people or get invaded. That's about it. Your health doesn't drop in the first no, one. No, I thought it did. It doesn't demons. Doesn't demons because you turn into spirit thing. Yeah. You have half health forever until <laughs> you get back. So, where do you think all this easy stuff comes from with that game? Like, why do people really want an easy mode? Because uh, they feel like they're missing out on something. Is that a serious request out there? I I can't imagine anyone taking that seriously with a Dark Souls game. What, like easy mode? Yeah. You know, why is this game so hard? It's, it's what it's made to be. Not that I, you know, wow. can play yeah. it. But you sound so hardcore, Ted. I know, man. <laughs> I'm going to go eat some nails for, for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> That's how hardcore I am. I don't think you beat the gargoyles. <laughs> no, that's where I was, at that bell tower on the roof of uh, Dark Souls 1, I think. You remember my story with that one is that I had done, what's it called, summoning? So I had people that were going to help me, 
and I'm on my way to that place, and right when I'm about to go into where that boss battle is, I got attacked by another player, and oh. I I said, I'm going to get away from that. So I went right into the boss battle, but apparently whatever I had summoned stayed behind <laughs> and didn't you. come with me. Yeah. So I had gone through all that work, I felt like, to have extra help and maybe get past that crazy bat thing, whatever it is. Yeah, and then there's and, uh, <laughs> Okay. And in the second one, in the second one, Ted, you have to fight five. <laughs> There's, oh, the second game? Yeah, the second game you have to things? fight five. Yeah, they just keep uh, spawning in the second game. Same fight, just worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I never learned what to do to, to beat those. You know, sometimes there are games that you can discern what's going on. And other ones, you're just like, why do I just keep getting hurt and dying over and over again? Actually, I experienced that playing Quantum Break, which I think is a Xbox exclusive. I think. I think that that's on PC. Movie? That's the Alan Wake people that did that. Okay, so. That's oh yeah, yeah. Remedy, yeah, Remedy. Yes. yes. And the the final battle in that one, I must have died seventy one times. I was so mad, I almost that's, gave up on it. Are we allowed to talk about the end of this game? I just said I didn't give any details. I, I just well, said no, a, I haven't played it, but I heard something about it where like the end battle is like just totally different than the rest of the game and how hard it is. That's kind of jarring. It was it was sort of a different strategy than what you had sort of been trained in the gameplay to do. So I can understand that. Uh, I really got. Well, no, I don't know. I mean, I got—I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I did get very used to the to the combat, which was largely cover-based, and you had special time abilities to do things. And I mean, I got to the point where I felt almost godlike. I mean, I—I'd have 20 people in a in a space, and I could I could deal with them. Uh, then you get to this final level, and you have to constantly run. You have to constantly be on the move, or else you'll get. Uh, killed by this weapon that only gets you if you're if it can target you while you're staying still so like everything i had developed as a player kind of went out the window so i i pretty much just put on my track shoes and just <laughs> kept moving in that game and uh so wait, I, I made it through play? though because I, I literally nobody else in theology game probably has played it <laughs> oh really I, I can't um, remember I think it's third-person so, shooter, isn't it? It's a third-person, yeah, shooter. I was, I would almost say it's a third-person action adventure because there is a lot of uh, cutscenes and looking for various diaries, laptops, you know, signs, things that kind of give you backstory, and then you go into places where it's almost like an arena in a sense, or a a, a, a location where you're going to have to fight some baddies and you do little by little develop skills that let you manipulate time uh, one of which lets you just move really fast and eventually like punch somebody in the face and then run back before they even know what's happened and they're, they're dead <laughs> uh, another thing you can do you can almost if you aim it right you can put a time bubble around somebody and then shoot your weapon like a machine gun a bunch of times and the bullets freeze when they get near the bubble and then when the time is up on that little time bubble it, it burst or whatever and then all those bullets that you shot they hit that person at once hmm. and um there's another one where you can almost um 
almost like a do a force push, basically, but you can target it. So it's for a certain thing, maybe 50 feet away, and it's pretty much like a little time explosion. So you use those skills, and you do have weapons as well. And it is, it's sort of reminded me a little bit of Gears of War in the in that cover-based shooter system. Maybe a little Nathan Drakey, too. Some some Nathan Drake games are like that. What did I say? Nathan Drakey? Thank you. Yes, I'm going to start, gonna start saying Nathan Drakey. I can't wait for that so, Nathan Drakey game next week. <laughs> yeah. I don't, that almost makes you want to buy a PlayStation 4 Do, Do it. sound right. Um, <laughs> PlayStation 4 Another weird thing about that uh, game, the Quantum Break game, is it did have really long live-action cutscenes. In the live-action? The act, yes, and they're very well produced, well done. Car chases, explosions, and all that stuff. Um, but it's sort of—I really enjoyed watching them, but it kind of takes you out of the game. You know, you go from playing a video game to watching a 20-minute TV show, <laughs> and. Again, very well done, and and you've made some decisions that affect how that cutscene is going to go. So there is some replayability to go through it and make a different choice and see a, a different cutscene. But honestly, after that final battle, I was like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go back through that game. I I beat it. That's enough for me. So yeah. I can watch them on the YouTube. Yeah. It's always frustrating when you learn stuff in a game and then it wants you to do something totally different than what the game's taught you. Yeah. yeah. And I really wanted to love that game. Instead, I liked it. Uh, it wasn't a bad experience, but I really liked Alan Wake. I came across Alan Wake late in the game. Somebody told me, you'll like this game. I was like, I don't like that horror stuff. But Alan Wake was <laughs> different. I mean, it was a well-made, great game. Doesn't there so, fan theories out about Quantum Break taking place in the same universe as Alan Wake? Yeah, there are some uh, references. Yeah, within the game itself, you see some stuff on chalkboards and bulletin boards and stuff that refer to it. I think some of the same music groups, fictional music groups that are in one game, exist in the other one. So yeah, I think they're the same universe, but not not really directly related. More like the same universe. The same way that uh, Ico or Ico is in the same universe as Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Uh, I've yeah. never played either of those games. Oh, yeah. I hear great I mean, things about both of them. Classic Sony games, for sure. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus, I would rate higher, but they both have a, a certain style and gameplay. I did not know that they were in the same yeah. universe. Maybe but I, I like. Yeah, yeah. I, th I forget what they, what they called it. Team something. Team Ico. <laughs> Was it Team Eco? Okay, yeah. that's a great name. And then their game that's been in development for like 20 years. Yeah. The, <laughs> see, now, if that, if that came out, The Last Guardian, I would definitely be picking up that PS4. I well, would definitely get it to play that game. At least, Not that it would be great, yeah. a great game, but... It's going to come out this year, I think. No. Well, well, I mean, they did at least show stuff last year at E3, so they're still working on it. Yeah. Will they try <laughs> yeah. to convince everyone it was coming out soon? And they showed like the same footage that they've shown in the past, plus maybe a little bit more. And everybody's like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. And then. Kind of like with uh, Shenmue. Yeah. Soon yeah. by video game standards doesn't mean anything. No, no, well, I'd rather. Honestly, I'd rather have it right than yeah. release too early. Like, remember when Zelda was supposed to come out last year? Yeah. And now it's getting they pushed to 2017 for the yeah, NX. They promised. He oh, like, now it's March. 
he promised yeah. clearly, you know, this is going to be out. Yeah. But again, I would rather have it be right. Uh, I, I'm from the old school days when they made a cartridge, so that game had to be right. And you certainly did not want to release a, a, a broken game on cartridge, although some people did. Um, I think like one of the Turok games on the Nintendo 64 is very rare because they actually had to like reissue or resend out the game cartridges to people that had already purchased it. Uh, it's a certain color cartridge. I'm sorry, huh. I don't know more than that, but uh, yeah. Should I look that up? See if I can be on the right track with that. Wasn't Turok 2 a black cartridge? Okay. I think yeah, it's maybe. Wars, which I remember playing a lot of as a child. I don't. I, I heard that was remember broken. that one. There's. there's oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. Apparently there was there was a gray version a gray that had to be recalled. Or black. That might be the one. I don't know, but a certain color one is very collectible now, if you can get your hands on it. I honestly can't remember, but I could get uh, it. Ocarina of Time has a couple of versions out there, too, where they change stuff in the, the later couple of versions on the cartridge. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean in the software? Yeah, because they took out music and changed symbols and everything. Oh, wow. Because in the Fire Temple, there was a chanting and everything. I think they took it from some Middle Eastern... Uh, was it Islamic yeah. or Muslim prayers or something like that? I think like I've that? heard something like that, it's yeah. Like passages from the Quran that we used unintentionally. Yeah, and they, had, they took those out, and I think they changed the symbols for the Gerudo, or however you want to pronounce it. I think they changed the moon symbol. But there's, like, cartridges out there that's, like, 1.0 and stuff. And like, certain ones have that stuff still in it. Boy, there's always something. See, wow. now they just patch them out. Yeah. Now they now they just make patches, you know. They ship unfinished games and then just fix them as they go. Goes they along. do it all the time, and it's horrible. What when a horrible the, thing to do, though. So, when was like the last time like a game besides like Fallout where it was announced the same year it was released, like and soon because like oh Fallout Four is coming and it's coming later this year. Bam, here it is. Well, usually, like most one most game companies are in the this hemisphere usually do. <laughs> At least EA At least, yeah. and uh, mm. Ubisoft, maybe. Oh, besides the yearly releases, like, you know, when you when hear about stuff like, oh, Mass Effect's yeah. coming soon, but Andromeda's probably not coming for, like, another two years or something. Another two years. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like there was some, something for the Xbox that uh, in the past year or two that I remember them saying, and it'll be out this spring or something, and it actually was, but I don't remember what the game was. Oh, well. It's always surprising to me, actually, when uh, when it's a success. <laughs> yeah. Man, it is so hard to make a game. I, I've had limited, limited experience with it, but it taught me a lot to, to do that. I wanted to make a yeah. simple puzzle game one time, and it was just going to be a game where, like, little things kept moving on the screen, and I didn't know how to program it to, like, s stop moving when something hits a wall. You know, it seems so basic, right? But you have to literally consider every possible thing that can happen when you're programming something. I think they need to just stop tossing out deadlines and just have people make the game. Then whenever it's ready, be like, hey, it'll be out in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> well, I think as long as there's money and marketing, that's not going to happen. Yeah, like Blizzard will never stop releasing games the way they do. No. Like, they hype games up yeah. that I haven't, and then they expect everyone to play them simultaneously, so the game servers crash. They're not really bad on delays, though, are they? 
Uh, they usually uh, just say when it's when it's ready. When it's ready. And that's I think that's the good thing. I mean, Uncharted Four has been delayed a couple times, and Mighty Number Nine keeps getting delayed. Like, just you get your expectations up, and if it keeps getting pushed back, I think Mighty Number Nine has it finally has a set release date. Yeah, you're saying something like June or something I saw? Yeah, that's, that is the that set is, release date. It is really coming really, yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of Blizzard, are you going to see that uh, Warcraft movie when it's released? Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, really I'm, that interested. I will go see it. I'm actually, I actually like it. Every preview I see, I like it more and more. It looks really well made. The quality of the graphics and everything. Yeah, I think my so. problem is I know so much about Warcraft lore that there's not really yeah. much to actually know. <laughs> I mean, to, yeah. see, to see it happen see it is happen cool, is but cool. I'm not sure how yeah. it Zachary being in a movie theater, like, whispering to somebody saying, that's not right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, when he pulls out the snizzle stick, he's supposed to use the snard fly, you know, or <laughs> yeah. whatever. If I'm going to one thing, <laughs> and I'm interested in one lore, it's Warcraft lore, despite how despite bad or bad good it may be. <laughs> well, it could actually get me a little more interested in that, just to yeah. see that. Well, the, the books are actually really good, so... Yeah. What's the first one called? Rise of the Horde or something. And that's going based off the first Warcraft game, right? Yeah, and yeah. They're, supposedly they're going to make two more, but if it, maybe the movie does really bad, so who knows? Yeah. Well, they need to get the I'm, Lich King in there. Maybe. They need to get... I'm guessing that the movie is something about two people that really hate each other a lot. But then they find somebody else that they hate worse. So they decide to work together to defeat the person that they both hate worse. But in the process, something unexpected happens. And they become what? Frenemies. <laughs> the plot of like half the fantasy. <laughs> Isn't it true? And, and love will bloom on the battlefield because it always does. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know why Otacon ever asked that Mel Gear Solid because. It happens in every single game, movie, and book. Love always blooms on the battlefield. Do you think yeah. Well, yeah. something blooms on battlefields, yeah. but it could be love, I guess, depending on how romantic you are. Speaking of Metal Gear Solid, I saw a Metal Gear Solid Ford commercial on the internet the other day. What? Like, Ford's doing all these weird commercials, and it's Colonel talking to Snake via codec and talking about his new Ford Focus SE or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> His Ford Focus. It's a legit Ford ad, too. <laughs> I really like this car. Where's my balloon thing? I'm going to pick it up and whisk it away. Man, I really want to play MGS4. I just hear it's terrible. And it's just a sequence of no, scenes. No, Metal Gear Solid 4 is great. Is that Sons of Liberty? Is that what four is? Guns, Guns of the Patriots. Guns of the Patriots. Sorry, old, sorry. Old, old yeah. yeah. No, it's really good. It is mostly watching though. Like there's one episode because it's. <laughs> it, it, it's there you're is. not really playing it. It's like your controller goes to sleep during it. It's a there's game, a game you. Yeah. There's like five episodes, and one episode is pretty much. Oh wow, my codec thing's going off. Um, sorry, that was going off in my headset. So, uh, but there's one episode where it's pretty much all watching it's maybe like 10 to 15 minutes of gameplay or something like that and the rest is all watching Man. and the last cutscene's about an hour or more long that's an hour good yeah. gracious i think the first time i beat it i had to turn it off and go back and rewatch it because i didn't have time to sit there and 
and watch the rest of it. So I had to go back and rewatch at the ending. I still need to finish Metal Gear Solid for the PS1. You know, I, I think we were talking about that, Zachary, and I got pretty far in it. You said I was pretty far, but... Yeah, where are you in that? Mm, boy, I couldn't tell you now. You know, I'm sorry. The original Metal Gear Solid is, like, super short. It is. It's but like it's two discs long. long. It's like four um, hours. Unless it's just a bonus disc or something. Of course, back then, a, a disc held, what, a, a few hundred megabytes? Like, so. 800 megabytes, maybe? 750, I think, would be... I, I enjoyed Twin Snakes, and I think I'm probably one of the only people that did. I've never played it, although I would guess that the first-person aiming kind of breaks the game a little bit. It does, but that's the only way that I've beat one. I probably should go back and buy one and play through the original, but I really enjoyed Twin Snakes. I played the original, like, two years ago, so it's, it's doable. You know what happens? The, the hardest part of the game is, like, the first couple screens and then the rest of it's really easy i think it was you when i read something about how they explained metal gear solid pretty much as an arcade game and when it was explained i was like wow that makes more sense than what i thought it would yeah yeah that does make sense with the sneaking around and the timing and everything. yeah it's all about like each room is like it's pretty much its own little level and then you just keep it yeah going. Yeah, it's, so it's a very video gamey game, and then suddenly cutscenes happen that talk about serious things like nuclear war. And, uh, yeah. Can love bloom on a battlefield. Uh, that's right, and brotherly love. Yeah, and uh, genome soldiers. Yes. And, 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 hey, no spoilers, no spoilers. And and there's and there's poop jokes in every single one. All right. And if you play through Metal Gear Solid, you are in for a treat. Well, I have you've played quite a bit. I just need to probably crank it out again. I was playing it on my little PlayStation One. It's got the built-in screen. You know, it was it was kind of yeah. enjoyable. I so, really yeah, it's right there. I need to just plug her in and take it on, finish it up. Yeah, there's like one or two sequences that annoy the heck out of me, but the rest of it's it's pretty solid. There there was one shooting sequence that I had to keep doing over and over again, where some bad guys came into the room, but I got through that. So yeah, if you can get through that, oh. it's, it's not so bad. It's just the running up the stair part. You'll know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. That is really, really long. It's, it's really amazing. <laughs> just save all your chaff grenades. Yeah. That's the plot spoiler. Also, a lot of uh, PlayStation 1 <laughs> games really don't look that great by today's standards at all. Uh, no. But, no. But this one is not bad and I think is, is still very playable. Yeah. The voice acting is really yeah. still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Twin Snakes looks good because that was pretty much the Metal Gear Solid 2 engine, and Metal Gear Solid 2 still looks really good for a PlayStation so, 2. Like it looks good. Twin Snakes was on what system? That was GameCube. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was a redone version of the first game. I think they redid some dialogue and everything, and added some extra scenes, and they added some gameplay elements from Metal Gear Solid 2: Sons of Liberty. Yeah. So they re-recorded all the dialogue, I think. Yeah. And, I, and they added new parts to the cutscenes that made it look like The Matrix, which was pretty hilarious because the game was about like being against violence. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like all this over the top violence. Don't be violent. And then they were like, it's wrong. <laughs> or I'll kill you. Yeah. And uh, it, it also looks Ooh. a lot better. I think it does. Was that, twi was that Twin Snakes you were holding up? Yeah. Yep. It's yeah, Silicon okay. Knights developed it, and they were the ones who. Oh, yeah, I see it. Eternal Darkness. And, and Too Human, the game that. Now has to be destroyed due to court order. That's too weird. human, really. Yeah. 
<laughs> it wasn't that great of a game. That was supposed to be a trilogy too, wasn't it? Yeah, until yeah. they ran out of money. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. And then suit mm. Make a good game will really help you make more money. <laughs> also, For I sure. think I'm one of the only people, or very few people, who is upset at Metal Gear Solid Five. Like I don't know. I've heard some people say some stuff about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not. Once I go back and finish it, I'll give a more probably in-depth thought of it, but it's just not Metal Geary enough for me. Like I really enjoy the linearity and the long cutscenes of Metal Gear. And going from Peace Walker, which I still rank pretty low on my Metal Gear Solid chart, to that, which is pretty much almost the same thing. Like the open worldness, I just didn't really care for it. Huh. Also I wrote an eight thousand word review on it, but I haven't released it yet. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. It's just yeah, I know not really what I like wanted it. from a Metal Gear game. I, I think they made it different on purpose, so but to make I, to make you miserable. It's thematically yeah. different for for reasons. Yeah. And I will say this though, like it is the best playing Metal Gear game though. Like okay. gameplay wise, it is the best probably hands down. But overall, sitting there and doing the micromanaging of Mother Base, having everything be like in-game time. So if you get something, you have to wait an hour of in-game time for it to unlock. All the openness, it's just, it seems like too much. Like I'm open world games to me are like hit and miss. Have you been listening to the audio tapes? I listen to some of them. Like You should just restart the game when you play it again. <laughs> listen I, to I, all the audio tapes. It helps. Yeah, I, I guess I just would rather see it. Like I'm, I'm okay with the hour-long cutscenes of Metal Gear Solid Four, or like Metal Gear Solid Three. Like I, I put Snake Eater at like the top of the Metal Gear Solid games, and I'm fine with sitting there. Like I'll still play every, like I'll play the game and I won't skip cutscenes. Like I'll sit there and watch them like every time I play. Well, somebody worked hard to make those things. It is. Yeah, like. The Phantom Pain literally is unfinished somehow. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. You'll see You'll why see it why. makes sense when you get there, but it's I've heard that as well. Yeah, it's an eighty five million dollar unreleased game. Oh oh, is that the one extra episode that they ended up releasing on YouTube or something like that? Where they sh there's there's other there's stuff other that You'll, you'll see when you play the game. I don't want to spoil anything. It's really interesting when you get there. Also, how do you feel about how it went as like a whole like darker theme? Like it just keeps getting like darker and darker and darker instead of getting into the crazy over the topness as like the other couple. Uh, it, there is specific reasons why they do it that way and they make sense. <laughs> I know it makes you one. It makes you really hate the bad guys in it for some of the things they do. Uh, maybe. I mean, so Did you know there's a version of Snake Eater that's 3D? Mm -hmm. I guess it's on the 3DS. Yeah, yes. There is. It plays with like a PSP type stuff. You can get the extra add-on with the two thumbsticks, but you use like the, the oh, face yeah. buttons to like move the camera and everything like that. Uh huh. And, and it is Metal Gear Solid 3. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's hard to really dispute that. No. I would think though. If you're gonna get portable, you might as well just get the PlayStation Vita version. Or the uh, oh, Vita, yeah. PS3 version, Xbox 360, whatever one. Yeah. Both and such a great game. I need to play. Really Can you pick up and play that kind of game though? Yeah. Well, it it depends. If you get to a cutscene, probably not. 
if, if you're short on time, I mean, probably not the best <laughs> idea. I bet you it has like a, a quick save so that you can just yeah. close it at any time and pause it. And just, yeah, turn it back on. and Yeah, because if they didn't do that, <laughs> that would be like, why bother? And the best part about three is you can play that anytime because that's technically the earliest game in the series. Indeed it is. Oh, I know I'd be lost with that lore no matter what. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Not as bad it's as Zelda like, lore, but it's it's, it's there. an enigma wrapped in a mystery, tucked in a taco. Zelda lore only exists because they put it in yeah. a book. But the the Metal Gear lore, I think it's just one of those they made so many games and they have to try to make everything fit. Yeah, it was it was supposed it was to be supposed over to be after over. two, so that's where it got yeah. downloaded after two. And I know this is probably going back to Dark Souls, but I think this is why I want from software to move on from Dark Souls is I don't want Miyazaki to be the next Kojima like where he can't get out of Souls-like games and create something he wants where Kojima has been wanting to get away from Metal Gear for a while and create something else and they wouldn't let him <laughs> like I'm, I'm good I'm good with Dark Souls like there's five kind of Dark Souls games out yeah, yeah. it's like almost one per year since Demon Souls came out it's, it's time to go away for yeah. a while and he wants to make a happy yeah. game yeah, why not? I wonder if they'll go back to their mech games that they make. Happy Souls. Yeah, or yeah. just go do Armored Core again. <laughs> I, I'm still excited to try a Ninja Blade out when I get some free time. Yeah, that's a weird game. So, I might have to do a write-up on that and be like, from software before Dark Souls. <laughs> hey, Ted, do you play Ninja Blade ever? No, I'm going to put that in my search here so I know what you're talking about. It is a Xbox 360 game. I think it came out on PC also, but it's... I don't even know if I would even compare it to Ninja Gaiden, but it's an action combat game. It's tons and tons and tons and tons of quick time events. It's like Resident Evil Gaiden God of War Uncharted. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I would enjoy that. I see it's from software, though. That's why you brought it up. <laughs> it, it's hacky and slashy with lots of QTEs right. and like a Resident Evil type storyline. So, all sorts of uh, baffling games before cookies and cream. <laughs> yeah, cookies. But and cream. it looks good on the pictures graphically. But generally speaking, games that are that tight and action-packed and that sort of thing are not my. You know, I'm a, I'm the sniper elite guy. I yeah. like to just sit back somewhere, take my time. Oh, it's pretty and, slow. It's yeah. pretty slow. Yeah. Are you excited for the new Sniper Elite game coming out? I am. I think the location looks really great. It's in Italy, I believe. Is it the fourth one? Oh. Yes. Oh, there is a fourth one. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, making they a new one now. Announced it. Man, I gotta go yeah. three it's pretty much the same game. I've never played but, a Sniper Elite game. Are they fun? I gotta tell you, I, I've said this before, but I got it for free through Xbox Games of Gold, uh, Sniper Elite 2, and I played the fart out of that game. Is this and, the one where you can shoot people in the groin and it'll show it in slow motion? Yes. At least three. <laughs> I don't remember if two did that, but yeah. Fact, you're actually, really emphatic about that. Yes. <laughs> um, it actually calls it ball shot, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or testicle, two, testicle shots. Yeah, I've got. I've definitely done some, you know, recorded videos of those shots, but you know, it's a game for me. That's all I can say. I really enjoy playing that game. It goes into super slow mo when you when you shoot it just right, and I love it. Is so yeah, I'm excited about that. Is that the one that's also like realistic? Like you have to like judge the wind and everything on that too. Like it depending affects your on shots. what difficulty. 
depends on your difficulty setting. Yeah. And um, it gets more. It requires more accuracy the higher difficulty level you put on. Right. Like the whatever difficulty level I'm on now, I have to sort of aim above my target. I have to at least account for the drop. drop. But it does provide some assistance to me. So it's not like I'm. Uh, like when you play it on the easiest level, you just point your thing at whatever it is, wherever it is, you shoot and you hit it. Hmm. Um, the the more difficult levels or skill levels, you have to definitely be more on top of it. Hmm. But also the enemies get tougher too. So I, I haven't ventured too much in into that area. It reminds me of violent golf. Violent golf. Oh, okay. I can see that. Maybe it's because I've been playing too much Mario Golf. Um, <laughs> which which one? Uh, Toadstool Tour. Oh, nice. You know why? Because like you always have to adjust for wind speed, or you have to uh, figure out where exactly it's going to land, and all this stuff isn't like told to you. You just kind of have to get a feel for it. And I mean, sniping people in the head is kind of the same thing. I'm sorry. I was searching for a game called Violent Golf. <laughs> is there a game? <laughs> no. There should be. <laughs> I would play oh. it. <laughs> if it exists. <laughs> you could have other players out, you know, maybe on another course. You could aim for them, have certain weapon-type golf balls. Well, That might work. You can play golf in Grand Theft Auto. I mean, that might be the closest we get. <laughs> uh, it does say... That Tiger Woods has a an aggressive stance. That's the best thing I could get off of uh, violent <laughs> golf. So <laughs> I was looking for that that real game. So, is there any games that this month that you guys are looking forward to? Because I know uh, Battleborn just dropped today, and we got Uncharted I, Four and Doom and Overwatch this month. I would say Doom, but I have no idea whether it's going to be any good or not. I totally forgot about Battleborn coming out this early. I knew May, but I was like, oh, Battleborn's out today. I didn't even know what it was until today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't. I'll be honest. It's a 2K game from the creators of Borderlands. So I did see it like on the little ad on the Xbox, but um, I don't remember. I don't know anything about what that game is about. And I'm a little particular, so it's hard to say. Battleborn is an online first-person shooter video game, which oh. is a multiplayer. It's basically kind of like a combination of League of Legends and MOBA. Is it like Destiny then? If it's a first-person online shooter, I don't know if there's a story mode or not in this, or how drawn out it is. It does have a story mode which you can play cooperatively. Um, now that would appeal to me if I had a buddy, I would play that. If I had a friend, I'd play with them. Has 25 characters and they all have different abilities. Some are long range, mm -hmm. some are short range. Some specialize on healing the other characters on your team. <laughs> Things like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, so like Battlefield, a little bit mm -hmm. maybe. So, so I'm not really excited about that. I, if I had a PlayStation 4, I might be a little excited about Uncharted. I think that's out on the 10th. So that's yep. a week from Next now. Week. Battleborn is on all the systems, I think. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And Doom will be too. Oh. And Doom is Overwatch coming out. Too. Yeah, what is Overwatch? That looks weird on the picture. That's a. Is that almost kind of like Team Fortressy type? That's almost. Oh. Like, uh, kind of, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> they're like close, but 
kind of different. Yeah, Overwatch that's is Blizzard towards the FPS end of the spectrum. Yeah, like they have different character classes and they all have different abilities, but the maps are more <laughs> like an FPS. Map. Looks I, like it's on all the systems too. I guess for the yeah, for awesome. Overwatch, they had a lot of Call of Duty people help them out because with Activision and everything, they sent a lot of Call of Duty like Black Ops people over there to help them get their shooting mechanics down. So that should probably be pretty solid for at least shooting them. There's also something coming out called Homefront, the Revolution, which I think oh, yeah. this is a series that's been around a while, right? It was around, and then uh, I don't think the first game did very well. And I don't think so. Also, you brought to mind uh, Mirror's Edge comes out this month, too, I think, Catalyst. Wait, that oh, was? It? I thought yeah. it was next month. I thought it was... All right, let's oh. look. Game on! June 7th. Oh, June 7th. Oh, come on, man. I never, pl I never played the first one, but Turn I know off there's a lot of people machine. that really like it. Man, there are a heck of a lot of games coming out in the next I know, usually the summers aren't yeah. good. What is going on? So anyway, The only one, I'm, the only one I probably would buy, if anything, would be Doom. But <laughs> Doom just doesn't seem to impress me. From everything I watch, it just doesn't look appealing to me. I just want to punch demons in the face. How hard could that be to make work? I think that's the... Uh, yeah, they're finishing moves. Like That's pretty much all the single player was. Like All the video that you, they show is just always people just doing the upfront close counter kills. and I don't know. Just doesn't appeal to me right now. I'm hoping it ends up good. I've heard some of the online multiplayer stuff from Doom is very enjoyable. Well, a lot of I was hearing some people that played the beta. So it, looking at that just makes me want to play Quake though. Well, you, well, you I could see that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> one thing I found weird is I think they said like from what I've heard from people playing the beta is that the rocket launchers really aren't that strong in the game. Like it takes like two or three shots to kill someone with a rocket. That's <laughs> Yeah. Some hardy folks. Well, you know what happens when they try to develop like FPS games for console plus PC yeah. simultaneously? There's always this weird balancing problem <laughs> yeah. with making it work on both platforms. So, yeah. so the reaction times for people on console just wouldn't be fast enough with doing analog sticks to avoid rocket launcher shots. Yeah. I'm waiting. That'd be my guess. I'm waiting to see what the reviews say about it because after what happened with Doom 3 and you know that actually got like good reviews but people really disliked it because it wasn't the Doom they know so now they go back to faster pace enemies everywhere and if people hate this still it'd be you know they'll be like well what do you want then? <laughs> then it's doomed yeah <laughs> that'll be the, the last one I don't know I've never been a huge fan of Doom so I understand, though. It's re it was a revolutionary game originally. It's still good. So. It's still good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've you know I've played some of it back in the day. I definitely would get seasick. I've gotten yeah. so much better at first-person shooters, but yeah, it's really fast. Yeah, well, Doom I, gets me. A lot of people liked the latest Wolfenstein game too, didn't they? That it did. Yeah, I think so. Didn't, was that the New Order? Is that the one it was? I there was New Order and something about blood. Too, but that was like a spin-off. Yeah, I spin think it was like or, yeah, like a. I don't know if it was DLC, but you know, it wasn't a, the old blood. I think it was old blood. I don't think it's Starbreeze. It's the company that came out of Starbreeze that made that. But yeah, Wolfenstein, I think, got pretty good uh, response yeah. from their games. They looked good from what I saw. I watched a friend of mine play it, and I was like, wow. The beginning, you're like flying in a bomber over World War II Germany, and it's 
It's pretty compelling. It looked really good. Look it up on YouTube sometime. Wolfenstein, the new order. I think FPSs are one of those things that I played when I was younger that it's kind of losing its steam with me as I get older. It's funny because I, I played I played so few of them, and now I've 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 sort of developed a technique to keep me from getting sick playing them. So I've I've experienced them more now than I used to. But but I still it's not my preferred thing. Third person shooter would be my preferred. Uh, format or layout for yeah. a game. Yeah, I've always been bad, at, been FPS bad at FPS games, so, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just bad. Always bad. Well, I think like you like said earlier, there's just like a dime a dozen now. Like, they're always yeah. coming out. Yeah, even in multiplayer, I just I get the melee weapons to try to kill people with them. Yeah. You're a hands-on kind of yeah, guy. That's why people <laughs> like fighting games. Fighting games locally. Yeah. <laughs> like Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct. Which is awesome Ted. Uh, I have a version of that that I got for free from Games with Gold, but I have not even, you know, loaded it up. We can actually play Killer Instinct with each other. Okay. Oh, is that cross-platform? Yeah, it is. It would be cool to do it just to do that. Yeah, and then you know, me to destroy you and then yeah. for us to never play. Well, there's no doubt you would destroy me. <laughs> I, I don't care. I like that they're starting to break those barriers down, though. Like, you're able to do that with Rocket League. Like, I, I like yeah. that. But, I'll just put a TV on the side of my screen there, uh, snap it, and then yeah. I'll just, I'll pretend that I'm really into it, and you'll be like, "Wow, this is so much fun!" And I'll be like, "Oh yeah, Brady Bunch is on TNT. <laughs> All right, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great. This is great, Zachary. <laughs> this is great. I'm done. And, <laughs> and Killer Instinct is free all the time now, isn't it? For is like it? PC. It's. I thought I was special. It's free to play, and they have rotating characters. So it's kind of a combination of the MOBA model plus fighting games, which is actually pretty cool. And that's, they're called seasons, right? So like when season like two or three comes out, they'll have like new fighters and everything. I think it's every season is about eight new characters. Yeah, so can new you, seasons. I bought like the whole thing at once, so I got yeah. everything for 50 bucks. So. I was going to say, so because you can buy and keep characters, right? Mm. You can buy them separately, too for like five bucks a piece if you don't plan on seeing anybody else <laughs> they have that on uh i think it might be on xbox too but i know it's on playstation there's a dead or alive is it last round or something like that it's there's one that's free to play and it gives you like certain base characters but you can pay to unlock more stuff now i need to i think it's dead or alive yeah i think there is a version that's free to play or it may or have been, it may been dead or alive five last round yeah, because I, I see it all the time in like the free games. It came out in 2015. Play. Yeah, You know what? Dead or Alive is a really, really solid fighting game, but the problem is it's kind of surrounded by this core that people don't like. When I say that, I mean the aesthetic style. Are you talking about the over-sexualization? Yeah, maybe. Was that the one that actually has boob physics? Is yeah. that the game? Oh, and they're hilarious. Yeah. But... <laughs> As far, like, like the game, as far as the game goes, the game is good. It's just that people yeah. don't like the other part. How do you put out an ad to, to like come in and be mocapped for that? Oh, you don't. They do that by <laughs> hand. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Moving on <it> now. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, that sounds that sounds like a better idea than it probably is. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's keyframing animation. Mm. So yeah, they what's... have to drop by hand. 
Uh, I mean, with a mouse cursor. So, what so, studio is that? I want to make sure my son doesn't go work for them when he graduates. Uh, Team Ninja, Koei. Yeah. Team Ninja, all right. Yeah. Actually, actually, I could hear him say, Dad, I got a job after graduating. Oh, yeah, where is it, son? It's Team Ninja. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, I don't yeah. want you to work for them. He's like, yeah. I'm going to get paid $200,000 a year. I'm like, God bless you, Team Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your son do? Oh, he works on boob physics at Team Ninja. <laughs> well, they're, they're also making Hyrule, they made Hyrule Warriors, too. So. They did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is awesome. Well, I would love to try that out. I haven't yet. Hyrule Warriors is really fun. Man, yeah. So good. If you like Zelda at all, yeah. Hyrule Warriors. I keep thinking I can pick it up on the cheap, but it never drops in price. One know why? It, it is Nintendo. <laughs> right. Well, one, it's Nintendo, but two, they keep releasing new stuff. Yeah. Like this, uh -huh. this uh, summer, they released like four or five new characters. Is that going to be for both, like the yeah. 3DS and the Wii U? Yeah, there's a new season pass for the Wii U version. So you can buy for 20 and you get like characters from like Link's Awakening. And Link to the Past, because I think like the <laughs> farm girl from Link to the Past is in there. Yeah, what's the name of the girl? Oh, uh, yeah. Anyone remember? I'll find oh, out. Darn it. I can't remember. Yeah. Also, don't buy the 3DS version unless you have a new 3DS. Because yeah. I hear it's oh. unplayable on a regular 3DS. Oh. Okay, so okay. right now you can get Medley, Medley from the Wind Waker. Okay, I remember her. Medley? She's the bird uh, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and who are the other playable characters? Uh, eventually, there's going to be Linkle, Toon Link, <laughs> Tetra, King Daphne's, and Skull Kid. Linkle? Yeah, and then there's like three there's or like four they have to against you. Is Linkle some sort of variation of, t of Tingle? No, no Linkle's the female Link. Yeah, female Link. What? Uh, yeah, for Where the. Where does that come from? She was made for Hyrule Warriors for the 3DS yeah. version. Yeah, it's it a new character. Art, and then people were like, "How come you didn't put it in the game?" Yeah. And then they're like, "Okay, we'll put it in." Yeah, she's a female, and her main weapons are crossbows. I think. I think that's what what it is. Yeah, and they there's gonna be there's new gonna be new stuff for this game until game winter. Until winter. <laughs> yeah. That is insane. I think Marin. Link is just a bad Marin is the girl in Link's Awakening. Yeah. M-A-R-I-N. Yeah, and she's a new character yeah, also, new I think. In so. Hyrule Warriors, all things. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Zach. Since yes. you're Mr. Fighting Game, what is probably like the top tier fighting game like out on the market right now? This is such a tough question. Killer Instinct. When you say top tier, do you mean game that I personally enjoy the most or game that is com most competitively viable in balance? I would probably say, why don't you just give us both? Because, like, what's, like, the big one on the market? Because, you know, Street Fighter V kind of dropped the ball. Street Fighter V as a game in itself, not as a product, is really good. Is it? It's kind of a return to old Street Fighter uh, controlling space footsie sort of thing instead of just ultra meters and... Kind of like very predictable very options that four ended up devolving into after a while. Is it better than four? It is much better. It, is much better. it hmm. just lacks content. Which, which they're releasing, and by buying the game, you get all that content, right? No. You don't. So you pay <laughs> wow. sixty dollars and don't get all the content. You pay sixty dollars, you get the quote unquote Street Fighter Five platform. Any features in modes they release will be free, but the characters they release will not be free. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Guile was released later, right? 
Yeah, Guile is you buy him separately or you buy him as part of the season pass. And how do you make Guile like DLC? That's just not right. Yeah, and so that's 30 bucks for the season pass. And then it's you can buy every DLC character with fight money and you earn fight money by doing online fight. But it's really slow. Ugh. Uh, DLC. You know, that's, that's a great example of like how games are just going down the crapper. <laughs> for lack of a better word. I think it's a big difference is that like SF5 is going to be around for a while. I'd say probably almost a decade, just as long as 4 was. So they've released this, right? There's not going to be a new edition of 5. They're just right. going to keep updating it. Oh, he didn't answer his question. Sorry. What, what was your? Oh, what's the best? Huh. I like yeah. five. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I just. I've never been a Street Fighter person. Like Soul Calibur is usually more my jam. Do you think they'll be making a new one of those sometime soon? I would hope so, because I really love really Soul Calibur. Ever since the first game, I think that was <laughs> the game I played most on Dreamcast. I was about to say, as Dreamcast. Yeah, and I played every one subsequent to it. Although I didn't love five, didn't love it. I know a lot of people like to. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I know a lot of people like Mortal Kombat X though too. For Mortal Kombat, it's it seems like the best fighting games though are of the Japanese origin and like sometimes not very well known to like the general public. Yeah, I think except Killer Instinct, which is like I don't know what they did, but that game is super solid. It hits all of, it's all of the things I love about the games. I thought you were going to pick as your favorite uh, the King of Fighters series. Um, um, King of Fighters is just way too complicated for the average person to get into at this point. <laughs> yeah, but you like it. I like it, like it, but I'm not very good, not at, very good at, it. at it. Let's see. What else is out there? It's Blaze Blue is another one I hear about. And then you have to know how to rush down people, and then you have to learn three characters to actually be like even vaguely competitive it's it's a lot of work, a lot of work. i'm confused uh, what are they, they they tag team or something it's uh you pick three people and then you can arrange them in any order and then both sides both fight sides each other until all three characters of one Boy, that's a that's a longer fight mm. then too yeah they're yeah. one round they're fights one round. for each character right mm. do they do they heal when they're not being used no okay can you switch out at any time, or do they have to be defeated and then the next one comes in? in KOF, it's KOF? one after the other, yeah. Until so, they're all dead. No, I'd like it if you could swap it out. Because Marvel vs. Capcom, you could swap out at any time, couldn't you? You can... Well, you can't swap out at any time. You have to have, like, a time to actually swap. Ah. Uh. And you can use Super Meter to swap the other person's characters out to kill them hmm. as they regenerate health. Things like that. Yeah, Marvel vs. Hmm. Capcom is so... <laughs> it's so bad. It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. <laughs> just playing for fun. Because I think probably the game that I see a lot of too is uh, Blaze Blue. Uh, Blaze, Blaze Blue is also complicated, but okay, so, so there's like there's two kinds of fighting games. Fighting there's like normal fighting games, fighting like Street Fighter and stuff, and then there's what they call quote unquote anime fighters. <laughs> and uh, anime and, uh, fighters anime are, fighters are like, mostly about air dashing. So it's like having different angles of attack and lots of air control combat stuff, which makes them additionally complicated. And they also involve longer combos, but they're easier to perform. So there's weird contrasts. What's the big games on the like tournament circuits right now? I know Killer Instinct's played a lot 
at fighting terms, isn't it? Street Fighter. <laughs> at least in America. Yeah. Let's see what's at Evo 2K16. Watch. This is how we do it. Oh, basically the big three are going to be Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom, and Smash Brothers. Oh, see, I can... Melee or Wii, it doesn't matter which one. I can get behind Smash Brothers. I can do that. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, Pokken Tournament's going to be at Evo this year? Probably one. Probably one. <laughs> That'd be my guess. Because yeah. I've heard mixed things about Pokken Tournament. Mm. Right. I see Guilty Gear a lot, too. Guilty Gear is... Oh, yeah. yeah. I've heard that one. No, Guilty, no, Gear. Guilty Gear. That's probably the That's best probably anime best. fighter out of all of them. Is that one of the most straightforward ones? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's more straightforward, it's more straightforward and it's faster. It's, it's also got a unique art style and the best music ever in a video game. But. <laughs> best music ever? Well, if you like metal, yeah. Oh, sweet. I'm down. Soundtrack's fantastic. Oh, they're actually going to be playing the new one that comes out this year. Yeah, Revelator. It's kind of like a halfway... You know how the fighting games, they always release a new edition. Yeah. That's basically what that is. Hmm. Looks like it's PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, PS3, PS4, probably PC. Yep. Maybe I, like a year later. Yeah, it says it doesn't say PC as of now, but probably. The problem with the uh, Air Dash anime stuff is that the games always come out later for the US, so we're always behind on getting actually good at the game. Unless you end so, right? Yeah. Which I guess if you want to get good and compete in these things, you're probably importing anyways. Yeah, yeah. which is nice that PS4 is region free, among other things. That's pretty much the story of my life with online gaming in general. By the time I get into it, there's already people who have mastered it. Yeah. So. Or, or you put it down for a while, and by the time you get back, you're way underleveled, and you need to level again. Somebody yeah. Yeah. I think somebody on the either the one of the gaming groups on Facebook had put on a picture of like Patrick. Call of Duty. Was that what it was? Or like. I don't know. Three oh of no! The guys I know are fully going. decked out in combat gear, <laughs> and like one guy is butt naked. He's like level four, and everybody else is level thirty-six. I was like, "That's me right there." Yeah, that's how I feel when I go out there and play those games. Yeah. And for some reason, it's always your mom's fault, or that's what everyone wants to tell you <laughs> when you get in there and play those games. It's somehow like my mother's fault that I'm bad at games. <laughs> well, they say things about my mom. It <laughs> makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Hearthstone. Hearthstone, I don't feel like I'm always out of the loop. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I think it might be just because of the ranking, right? <laughs> I can only rank yeah. up as high as opponents that actually challenge me. So. Yeah, I like that. No, Hearthstone's like about your cards, but it's also you can have a chance to pretty much win if you're just smart and play good, right? I believe that's true to a degree, but I played a free-to-play deck mm -hmm. against somebody who had a pretty viable deck and i found that it was harder to win but i think it was more about what deck you had versus the other deck than anything else and they kind of pair you up on levels like the comparable to you right like you just don't get paired up with someone who's just gonna smoke you yeah usually you don't sometimes you do at the beginning right because you're trying to find out what level you're actually at yeah. but uh, eventually it kind of evens out and then you get like challenging stuff I find it funny that everyone always wants to rip on Blizzard for all the ways that they do their stuff, but they make really, really good games. Like, uh, 
they make games that are very attractive at first glance and that are good up to a degree, but when they become ultra-competitive is where they start to fall. Like, I remember, like, when Diablo 3 came out, everyone was kind of hating on, oh, it's too bright, it's now like Diablo, and then, like, they just keep releasing better and better patches and updates, and now everyone loves Diablo 3. Well, they, they got rid of the real money auction house, which was... Oh, man, that was... <laughs> that was my first Diablo experience. I really enjoyed that game. Diablo 3 is of fun. really, really fun. I just wish it were, like, more challenging, I guess. Maybe that's why I liked well, it. <laughs> I think it's challenging. Did you try some of those torment levels by yourself? I haven't gotten. Yeah, see, I never got to that. That's that's why. Yeah, like, I, I know. Don't want to play through the game like a million billion times. I just want it to be interesting the first time. <laughs> well, it's pretty fun the first time. Then once you get through and you start doing riffs and everything, waiting for drops and everything, it gets pretty fun. Especially when you get to the higher torment levels and like things can just like smoke you pretty quick in there. It gets pretty difficult. I probably should have played it more. <laughs> it's it's really fun. I I enjoyed it, and I saw a couple weeks ago that they actually rolled out an update for Diablo 2, like their first one in years, yes. to help it run on newer systems. That's insane. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, I think That's Diablo good. 2 is probably still played a lot. Yeah, it is, and uh, it's still a really good game. It's just yes, it feels old. The last time I tried to play it, it felt really. Well, yeah, that, it just shows you how much progress has been made in in gameplay mechanics. Yeah, I think the other reason I like Diablo three is because I could play with a controller. I don't really love the clicking thing. True, I heard that the console versions of Diablo three are really good. Oh, console! I thought you said council, it like, like council. <laughs> Yeah. Council. Oh, yes, the oh council. yeah, counselors that play Diablo the 3. Yeah. I, I play I played it on an Xbox 360. So I, I it's that's that was my first experience. That's the only way I know how to play Diablo is is with a controller. Yeah, I played it with PS3. I played the uh, PC version a little bit. I like both. I I think the PC version's actually a little harder cuz they can up it. They can up yeah. the difficulty based on mouse movements instead of analog controls. Yeah. But they're both pretty they're good, both. and I only beat the console <laughs> version. Because that's what I played on was PC. Okay. It's one of the few games. I know. Oh. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on over there? <laughs> political stuff. Oh, no, political. okay, we're just going to stay away from that one. Yeah, well, we're not going to mention that. Yeah. So I've been thinking, like... Is there any weird random games that you would like to see make a comeback? Because I've been thinking about how I would like a new Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance game recently. I remember playing that on the PS2. So you mean a game like a series that hasn't ever come back in a long time? Yeah, just like because Dark Alliance was probably one of the first hack and slash games I really played. And I really enjoyed playing that co-op with friends. And I would enjoy another one of those coming out. Say uh, a well, you know what? A near sequel is already coming out, so that's one. Down. Yeah. Uh, but probably either a new Max Payne or a new Castlevania. I would I would like to see a new Alan Wake game come out. I actually think the Alan Wake one might happen. Mm. I think a lot of people think that they're already making it, but now Zach, did you like the? Uh, yeah. What was that? Lords of Shadow or whatever the Castlevania games were that came out? Uh, I want to say I liked it, but I, if I have to be honest, it was not my favorite. 
So do you want like old school 2D I do Castlevania? Not Lords of Shadow because Lords of Shadow is Oh, that was the 3D one? Yeah. Yeah. It's the one that came out on Xbox and PS3, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you that, want that, Symphony I don't of the know. Night style. Yeah. Lords of Shadow Lords of is Shadow. basically God of War with a Castlevania tinge. Hmm. Which makes it really like okay. <laughs> it's not really it's not Castlevania really though. Like I would like to have like a really old school one. Are you yeah, gonna buy uh, uh Bloodstained Ritual of the Night by the guy who made Symphony of the Night? If it ends up if being good, yeah. Good. But if he just basically he just makes the same Metroidvania whatever he's made forever in a day, then <laughs> probably not. Now, you would think that with Ori and the Blind Forest, which I haven't played, but I hear is a great game, that there's still that market for 2D Metroidvania games, and yet it doesn't seem like the big companies want to go back to doing that. I think it's because they end up becoming uninteresting the more you mm. play them. Because <laughs> it, it has that fundamental appeal of like grinding in an RPG, and then also with platforming at the same time. Hmm. But so many so games many have games. done the open map thing now that it's kind of passe. Like, do you think Nintendo would just rake in money if they redid, like, a, did a 2D Metroid game? Uh, I think it would have to be good. Yeah. Well, I'd be interested in it. And my, I, I have not had a lot of Nintendo love, so that would be, that might bring me back. I don't know. Have you played Super Metroid? Oh yeah, I played that on the uh, Super Nintendo way back in the day. Yeah, that's like the best yeah. one. <laughs> I I am upset because I bought Super Metroid for the Wii U, and now they released it for the 3DS. And to get it, I have to buy it again because oh, it's a special stinks. 3DS version. Like that just that grinds my gears. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that because I have bought some games probably at least three times now between Wii Wii U and 3DS. And sometimes they're on sale, but still, I shouldn't even have to do that. That should all yeah. just be on my account, as far as I'm concerned. I also don't like knowing that there's the imminent death of my system is coming in 2017, March. Yeah. yeah. I don't really enjoy when Nintendo announces things like that. Yeah, they certainly washed their hands pretty quick on this one. Like, I, Sometimes Nintendo baffles me <laughs> with their decisions. Yeah. Like, they... Decide they're gonna release it in March. Like why? You miss the entire <laughs> holiday season. Yeah. Also, yeah, what are they doing? What are well, they doing? Because <laughs> why would anyone want to go out and buy a Wii U if a new system's gonna come out like a couple months later? Exactly. And Especially if Zelda's gonna come out for it. Like a lot of people aren't gonna buy a Wii U for Zelda. So they're like, well, we might as well just wait. What are they even gonna sell for the Wii U this year? This I've heard it uh, at E3. They're only going to be pushing or showing Zelda. That's the only playable game that they're going to have there. So I can't. Going to be a Wii U less year. <laughs> I guess I can't even think of anything else coming out for the Wii U this year. That's like really up there. Like Star Fox and Zelda were the only two games I can really think of. Mm. There are games that are coming out, but they're just not like big, yeah. massive games. Like I want to play the weird Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem. Shin Megami. Oh yeah. I'm interested in it, despite the fact that it looks like really fruity. <laughs> also, <laughs> I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's nice and bright and colorful. I, I just don't know what's in it, and that makes me intrigued. Also, they never got like their original. Uh, they never got their like 3D Mario. 
Like, they got, like, Mario 3D World, but they didn't actually get, like, their 3D platform Mario that's usually on every console. Right. I agree with you. Now, I didn't know where they would go after Galaxy anyway, Galaxy 2. They, I guess I could do Mario Galaxy 3 or something that would have been yeah. really awesome. Well, they actually just oh, I've heard that it's up. a good game. Uh, that's another cheap one, too. Uh, $20, so we actually picked that up recently. I think I have that one. Oh, I have it on 3DS. Oh, yeah, there's the Paper Mario game coming out, too. There's a new Paper Mario coming out this year. And those are usually really good games. In the game that I mentioned, which is which is called in America, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, hashtag FE. Yeah, that's not confusing at all. <laughs> that yeah, way to go. Yeah, what game title will appeal to the Western market? Yeah. Ah, this. Oh, product details. Slay monsters and slay like a pop star all at the same time in this brand new RPG from claim developer Atlas. A monster and a pop star? A sinister force from another dimension has invaded modern day Tokyo, resulting in a fantastical barrage of style, fashion, music, and of course, danger. So fight back, command your creative potential, save the world, and become a star. Huh. Wow. It could be a great game, but boy, it sounds silly. <laughs> Does anyone want Nintendo to just get away from gimmicks, though, and just make a game system with games? Oh, yeah, and not, like, shoehorn weird controls into stuff, like Star Fox? Yeah. Oh, oh I've heard bad things about that. Yeah. The way you aim... You have to use the uh, pad and hold it. and forward to it until I realized you had to aim using the gamepad. Yeah, that's and there's no option out of it. Maybe they'll do an update, but... There's no option, and they're never... I mean, I just... I have not played my Wii U, and I got that in... Was it 2012 when that came out? Yeah. I, I got that yeah. the night it was released, and I just have not played that system. Like it is my least played Nintendo system probably of all time so far. Yeah. So I don't know what I need to get that Nintendo love back. Zelda. I, I, well, I know one thing. I mean, I love uh, the achievement system or the trophy system. That makes a difference to me for playing a game. Mm -hmm. To play a game and get these little extra things. And Nintendo has not done that up to this point. They don't have achievements. You're right. Yeah. At true. All. So maybe if they brought that into the uh, to the next system, that might bring me back. They really yeah. should just do that. I don't like. Yeah. Why not? It's not hard. I, I mean, it can't be that hard. You just have to have certain things happen, and then you have a little thing pop up on your screen, and you. I don't know. I love it. It makes me play a game more. Oh, and Nintendo got rid of Club Nintendo. Remember that? Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you know yeah. that just endears everyone to Nintendo. I also think now there's already rumors going around that the NX isn't going to get third-party support again. Uh, <laughs> already? Why do I buy uh, Nintendo consoles? Yeah. Well, I did buy it for Bayonetta, too, so yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, no, it is, you know, there's not, like, regret, but... Well, there's that. I, what else was it? There was also, like, rumors that Final Fantasies were going to start making appearances on Nintendo consoles again. I hear the new Dragon Quest is going to be on it. Uh, Dragon, they're actually re-releasing, what is it, 7 or 8 coming out. For 3DS, they're redoing that one, the PlayStation 2 one, the Cursed King. That's coming out. 7 and 8, I think, are getting a 3DS release. And 7 came out in the year 2000? That's the last time it had. Yeah. I hear the Cursed King one is pretty good. I think that's 8, the one that came with Final Fantasy X demo. 8 is super great, and if you haven't played 8, you should play it. We have two copies. Yeah. 
So. Ted, Ted, you should play it. All right, checks in the mail. I I've heard that uh, the thing that I didn't like about it was like when I played it is I think you had to grind like right out the gate. That's kind of what every Dragon Quest is though. But I think I think I just remember getting like upset with grinding like years ago. Like sitting there's like I do not want to do this right now, right at the beginning of the game. Yeah, it's it is always grinding. Yeah, that is very old school. You can play it on your tablet too or your phone. Oh, can you now? If it happens to be powerful. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. No. That's 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 the type of system that's great for grinding. Like a phone, uh, a yeah. tablet, or a phone. You know, you could just sit there and do. It. Especially if it was having an effect on a console game that you owned. Oh yeah. I'd, I'd love to see uh, eight in HD because it looks amazing on PS2. But huh. are there any examples like that where you can do something on a phone or a tablet and it? helps to strengthen or, or enrich a character or a game on a console. Um, That'd be cool if it, it exists. I think yeah. that there's games or there's apps out there that do help out for consoles for some... I'm, Maybe Nintendo uh, will do that because the Mii yeah. seems like kind of a yeah. precursor to that sort of yeah. connectivity. Th that would yeah, be great possibly. if you could grind your characters on your phone without having to turn yeah. the game on. Yeah. Yeah, while you're works. while your family's like watching yeah. TV or something, you just sit. To, I guess you could theoretically do that, maybe even with the uh, Wii controller, you know, pad. But yeah. it'd still be just easier on a device you already have. It, I I would be all for that. Matter of fact, I've been playing a game on my tablet, uh, a Windows 10 tablet, and it's Assassin's Creed Pirates, and it's a very much uh, arcadey sort of game where you're, you know, you're traveling the seas and shooting other ships and getting treasure and stuff like that but it would have been kind of cool if somehow that had an effect on i guess it was assassin's creed 4 that had the uh the pirate yeah black flag thing. yeah that's what we, i was gonna say a joke when we were talking about what's a game you'd like to see as a as a sequel come out i was gonna say assassin's creed or how about how about call of duty <laughs> yeah hey. enough. oh I assassin's mean, maybe creed's Madden. actually taking a break though they're Which not having it. Uh, Assassin's Creed, they're taking a break. There's going to be no Assassin's Creed game this year. Yeah, it needs a break. Goodness. Yeah, it definitely does. And uh, Call of Duty is now going to have a remake of Modern Warfare plus the new one. At least with Whew. Call of Duty, they have three separate studios doing it. So, like, each studio gets three years to make it. So, it's not like it's the same studio doing stuff. But. Okay, I'm I, was, so I was thinking, okay, there is one game I'm thinking of World of Warcraft has mobile connectivity. So like the okay. auction house in that game, you can sell and buy yeah. stuff on the auction house if your account's linked up to the uh, WoW Armory app, I think. Huh. And All right, I so use... that's a, that's an example. Yeah, that's an actual real-world example. Like, you can't level up or anything, but you can enhance your character in some way. Hmm. It's also easier to buy tons and tons of crafting materials via that than it is to actually buy them in the game. Yeah, I, I think someone could, they could explore that a little further. I think people might go for something like that in a game. I'd go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that way I don't have to turn a game on and grind. I can just do it on my phone. Yeah, yeah just be comfortable. Or I think that's why Dragon Quest Dragon works so well, because it's just menu options <laughs> and turn-based combat. So there's no, like, reflexes or anything. Yeah. You just kind of walk right. around, you fight, you walk around, you fight, et cetera, et cetera. Forever. So, are you upset that Final Fantasy VII Remake's not going to be the turn-based combat? 
Uh, no, I'm just upset that they're going to totally ruin that game from top to bottom. They probably are. All the things that people have treasured and held dear in their own minds, in their own nostalgia, they're going to remake it, and it's not going to be whatever they're expecting. Here's going to be Kingdom Hearts. Here's a couple of points of view, and I can understand where people want them. One, they're never going to capture the same sort of essence they did with the first one. Like right. it's just un, you know impossible. If you want to play the first one exactly as it is with better graphics, you buy the digital versions that they have now on computer or PS4. And you know I don't really care because I don't have that nostalgia for seven. It's just a game to me. I haven't even beat it yet. But you know they have a lot of the people who worked on seven doing this so whatever they're changing you know like they're the creators of it so that was technically like their baby so if they're willing to change stuff like they're and they're totally okay with it then i think they have the ability and they should be able to do it because they helped create it anyways in a way that's right but in another way the fact that i know that the director of the kingdom hearts series is in charge of the remake yeah frightens me to no end. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, yeah, of course, that's a very... that's That may not be popular with uh, Zachary Oliver, but that actually could be very popular with a lot of the public. Yeah, my disdain for Kingdom Hearts is well done. So, yeah. Well, I... Th- I think the fact, just because a lot of people just wanted them just to slap Advent Children graphics on it and not change anything, which... I'd be fine with that, really. I think a lot of people... Would, but I understand where they're going to do it. They want to do changes, especially since that, you know, with Advent Children and all the other games that came out in the Seven Universe, and now they have to cater that to, into the story. Like, they've ha- they kind of had to do a little bit of retconning, too, didn't they? After they made some of these games into the lore, like, kind of had to change some things. And the other thing is that, for whatever reason, the cloud in the original Final Fantasy VII is nothing like the cloud that appears in every other game subsequent mm. to that. Like, in the game, he's, like, charming, funny, and witty, and then he goes through personal development, and he becomes more likable. And then in everything that he appears in after that game, he's, like, Moby Cloud. Emo Moby Cloud. And it's totally not the character that was in the original, but that is the character that's going to be in the remake. Did you see that each game that they're coming out with, because they're going to be doing episodes of it and everything that they're like each episode's about gonna be about the size of like final fantasy 13 like they're gonna be like full size games and it's coming out in parts which is cool considering it's gonna be now 120 hours of final fantasy yeah. 7. <laughs> i don't know yeah. if it'll all be good but it'll be so here's the question so to play final fantasy 7 remake are you gonna have to pay like 180 dollars yeah. like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh boy! And then they're going to come out with like some collector's edition after it's all out, where you can buy all three at one time, yeah, and, and then you get the special DLC that will be exclusive to them for about two months. Yeah, Aries will live in this one. They're just going to milk them dry. They milk it dry. Yeah, grab one of the others and pull as hard as they can. Oh, I know we'll play it. I think me and the wife are going to take probably the week off work when that comes out. I'm going to play it despite my protestations. <laughs> yeah. Now here's but, the thing. Are you, I'll let you guys play tell me parts, about it. Or uh, I know some people are probably going to wait till it's all said and done before it's all But Are you actually going to play it in parts and judge by that? Or are you going to wait till they're all done and play it as a whole? I think I'm just going to play 15 probably. There you go. That's probably a good choice. <laughs> Whenever I get a PS4, I'm going to play Final yeah. Fantasy 15. They are really going out on that one. Like They're really banking on this probably to do good with as much as they're doing for it. Ted, are you, are you going to play it? 
A Final Fantasy game? Yeah. yeah. No. Why not? <laughs> You're gonna play one. Uh, I, I'm not into Final Fantasy games. Just not. I mean, I played whatever was on the Super Nintendo, whatever it is, four or two or three, or you know, they changed its number, but or uh, and I played a little bit of seven on the PlayStation One, and I don't know. That's just. I think the way that they're doing it now, the games, I think 15 would maybe be a good place for you to try because of how much the combat and everything's changed. Yeah, they're basically action games at this point. Yeah. A lot of Kingdom's Heart, Heart's influence for the combat system, which more active. Like, which is fine, because I think a lot of people lot just of people didn't like the fact that the battles were these random things that happened. Which I'm, Yeah, that, that actually, that doesn't bother me, that part of it. I think what happened with me on both of those games is I, I played several hours in and then kind of hit a wall. And that was sort of pre-internet for both of those games in my life. So maybe that would, you know, help me get through it. But for me, largely speaking, RPGs have kind of soured me over time. I mean, it's just not the positive experience that it has been for a lot of other people. But you did buy Fallout 4 for some reason, probably because it had Doc. Yeah, well, and I played that. Shooter. It did. It had the German Shepherd. Yeah, it is a first-person shooter with some whatever uh, yeah. uh, elements to it. But I stopped playing. I haven't gone back to that. I think I played about 24 hours, 25 hours of it. And it never ends. And, so. Yeah. yeah. I like never games really that have an Fallout. end. Yeah, I hadn't either. It was one of my first experiences with it. And I, you know, it's not a bad game, but I like to move on to something else. That's why, even though you know, Quantum Break wasn't the best game in the world, I still I played through it. I beat it. Now I can feel happy and go on to the other stuff. Other ones for me, like Destiny or The Division, I don't come away from it feeling happy. I come away from thinking, wow, I've hit a ceiling, and now I have to collect a bunch of loot, and it's just not fun anymore. Maybe I like the variety of experiences. The open world can games get. can get very overwhelming with yeah. everything that goes on. I, th- I think probably my favorite one would be Skyrim because the story is just really short, but that's just a game where I don't mind hopping on and just doing random stuff. Where ever, like all these other games, like I was playing Black Flag, and there was just so much on my screen at one time, and trying to clear like stuff out. Like I just, I got burned out on that game and just yeah, you started to feel down. like you got a list of chores to do. Yeah, I think that's why I stopped playing Ubisoft games in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's enjoyable, but, you know, there's other times when you just want to, you would just want to have fun. I mean, that's why the um, the soccer car game is so popular. Yeah. Because people just connect, they get connect with other people, and they just have fun for a while. That's why Hearthstone. What's, what's that game called? Rocket League. <laughs> Rocket League. I think that's, that's right. Why a lot of these like short multiplayer games are so popular. Like Hearthstone is 10 to 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah, sort of in and out, right? And then Rocket League's pretty short. And yeah. People like these like little bite-sized experiences that are at least challenging in some respect. Well, it's almost like linearity is like a bad thing nowadays. Like people don't want anything linear. They want choices. They want options. They want to do this. But like they don't want to be told a story anymore and like be part of it. I like that in games, like, but it's not my primary, so I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But I can't well, believe I played through Final Fantasy 13 again. I, I'm the weirdest <laughs> person on earth. I don't know how that happened. That's a completely <laughs> linear game. And I played it again, and well, I liked it. Well, at least they got one replay out of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like reading a book, though. I mean, I'll read a book again sometimes just because I oh, enjoyed yeah. certain moments in that book. And sometimes I'll read it again, again, and again. That's sometimes I'm at the point now where I read stuff and I don't remember if I've read it or not. <laughs> so maybe that'll happen with games for me eventually. Yeah, so many surprises. Because <laughs> I've played uh, Snake Eater like multiple times. I think that's probably my most like completed game for how many times I've played it through. And I still enjoy watching all the cutscenes and all that. Like it's still. Like just as good to me now as it was the first time, and I'll like I'll still keep playing single player games. I don't know. It's I just don't really get into the multiplayer aspect anymore because it feels like they're those are more commitments nowadays than about fun. Yeah, it can happen like that. Like I like Halo and I like Bungie, but I'm not gonna get into Destiny because I feel that'd be a commitment and I'd have to like make sure be like. Okay, I have my game time, but I also got to make sure I play my Destiny to keep my character up, like and like you know do these do my dailies like MMO light stuff yeah. like. I find yeah. dailies are detract from a lot of experiences now because yeah. it, it starts to feel like a thing I have to do, <laughs> and it's not just fun for fun's sake. Because yeah. I don't want games to be a commitment. You know, I play games for fun, and I play like I play games more than I watch TV. So I do I do like the interactive story and getting into that because I usually don't get it from TV too much. Or like uh, Ted said with books, you know, a good story will suck you in and you'll play a game over and over again just because you, you like it. Yeah, it's it is kind of weird how you people do replay games that are purely linear. Despite the Despite fact that they're the offering nothing new technically, <laughs> yeah, we play them anyway. Like I would say, Rise of the Tomb Raider. That was a linear game, wasn't it? I think the Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raiders, are yeah, the last two. Yeah, they're pretty. Straight. I think they're pretty linear. So I, I enjoyed both both of those pretty good. I think they did that a good way, where it was linear, but there was still other stuff you could do if you wanted yeah. to. You you could yeah. explore, but it just really sort of enriched you. Or enriched your character. It didn't necessarily move the story. Yeah, like you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to grind if you didn't want to to unlock stuff. Where you're like, okay, well, in some of these games, you have to do these side missions because you need to upgrade your boat or you need to do this, this, and this. Yeah, it's, right. You get the sense of freedom without it bogging down everything. Yeah. It's like uh, in JRPGs, I always get upset whenever everything has like random stuff like tales games are really i guess good or bad about this however you want to look at it where you walk out in an open field and there's so many things shining in there that you can pick up and it's like ocd kicks in and <laughs> i have to go collect everything that's out there in the field and then every time you come back out stuff respawns and it's like there's just so much out there and it's like okay just keep moving forward just don't worry about it because i probably don't need it but just keep moving the story forward yeah i'm not gonna look at it i'm not gonna look at it yeah yeah, I don't need it. I don't need it. I think that was uh, my problem with uh, Dragon Age because, one, I've never beat one, but Dragon Age Origins, like going to the hinterlands or whatever it is, like that big open area, like right in the beginning of the game with so many side quests and it seemed like leveling up was just a task because you get so little XP. 
for like every quest you do and there's just so much on the screen at once i just got burned out really quick and stopped yeah that's that's not fun no i'm tired just thinking about it i'm getting tired anyway how long have we been talking a long time I we actually stopped recording 30 minutes ago, Ted. No, we didn't. <laughs> we have gone all over the place in there and back again. Hey, good luck you putting all your little tag things in on yeah, your description of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had no real point going into this huh. podcast, and it shows. Everything in the universe. We need to go with us scorpions, kind of cover them, just put it uh, <laughs> rambling like a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> That's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cut, print, that's good. <laughs> Here I am, rambling like a hurricane. Because you know, that's something you expect from Theology Gaming Podcast, is us to just ramble about whatever comes up. Well, that's been fun. I I, I, I love being back. So Yay. thank you for having Yay. me. Now that I know how to contact Ted. <laughs> yeah, you sent me that little messenger thing on the Facebook, and uh, it comes through on my phone. I'm like, oh, hey, that's Zachary. There we go. So. Yeah, like I said, uh, my my work now has a Facebook page, and I'm an administrator, so I get tons and tons of updates, and they they overshadow whatever personal updates I may have coming up. So, sending a message like that was perfect. Okay, good to know. It was perfect, buddy. All right. <laughs> All right. Next time we will have a topic of some kind. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of focus podcasts. We just need to lay back. Yeah. yeah, man, just chill a little bit, yo. Just, just not think and just, just talk. Yeah, just sing. Yeah. Just go with the flow, bro. Papayas. Tacos. Papi Papayas. Shawarma. Shawarma. <laughs> the only reason I know that's because of the Avengers. That man is playing Galaga. Oh, yeah. Civil War comes out this week. Woo. Yeah, that's oh, right. People in tights fight each other. Yeah. That's right. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Hey, people fighting in tights is fun. Haven't you ever seen Heck Robin yeah. Hood men in tights? <laughs> if not, you should. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Hood men in it's, tights. It's got it. musical numbers and everything. It's funny. It does. It's a Mel Brooks movie. It's related to this podcast. It is. Carrie, how was Mel Brooks? All right. I think we're right. going to approach the two-hour mark if we have it. <laughs> so I think I'm going to let it go. Fade it let out. Let it go. Yeah. All right. Let it go. Okay, so this has been the Theology Gaming Podcast. If you liked what you heard, <laughs> which you probably did, <laughs> uh, you know, give us a five-star rating and then write a review. And then visit us on Theology Game University where we talk about things. Except for Ted, who never talks about things. I talk about some stuff sometimes. You showed us the power glove. Yeah, I had a picture of the power glove. and the power glove. Uh, do you still see me on camera? No. No. Uh-oh. Yeah, I think it turned it off at some point. I, I don't know how to turn it on. Yeah, just, just no power glove sighting for you. Just take a picture of yourself flexing with yes. it. Oh, yeah? Okay. And then post it on Theology Game. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it right I was now. Say, nothing like talking about what we can see on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's always yeah. good. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know, one day. Much better. Whatever you can one imagine, day they'll have talking pictures on the screen. <laughs> what if you can imagine in your brain is much better? Than anything you're gonna hear on this podcast. <laughs> Imagination. Imagination. But yeah, if but yeah, you 
If you like what you heard and you want to ask us questions or talk to us, go to Theology Game University, which is our Facebook group, because we'll be happy to talk to you about pretty much anything. All right, I'm working on my selfie with my power glove. Look for it on the look for it on the Facebook. All right, I'm gonna get that, one. With, with that, I'm gonna get one of me picking my nose. <laughs> with that, I think I'm gonna end the podcast before it goes on any longer. <laughs> All right, uh, see you guys later. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 bye.